So here we are, the first Sunday after Epiphany, the first Sunday in the new year, all ready for new beginnings, new experiences, new adventures. This morning in the Gospel reading, we learned that this was a new beginning, a new experience, a new adventure for Jesus. Matthew totally skips over the years of Jesus' childhood and brings us to his adult, to his adult years at the beginning of his ministry. At the end of chapter 2, Matthew takes us from Jesus, probably as a toddler, returning from Egypt and moving to Nazareth, all the way up to John the Baptist, who is preparing the way for the Messiah at the beginning of chapter 3. John was preaching a baptism of repentance, but warned that someone was coming so much greater than John, so much greater that John was not even worthy to untie his sandals. And then Jesus makes his entrance onto the scene. He came to be baptized by John in the River Jordan. So, why would Jesus need to be baptized? That's a question. John certainly didn't believe that Jesus needed baptizing. He tried to talk Jesus out of it. But this struck me. Jesus said, Let it happen now, for it is right for us to fulfill all righteousness. So what is happening here? John then agreed to baptize Jesus, and Jesus agreed to fulfill all righteousness. What does it mean to fulfill all righteousness? Biblically, the language of righteousness expresses actions that are consistent with or faithful to a commitment. To be righteous is to do the will of God. Abraham believed God, Genesis 15, verse 6, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And here, Jesus is being obedient to God and showing that he is committed to God's plan. Jesus was not acting by himself, for himself, He was doing this with John, the one Jesus without sin, with John the sinner, to fulfill God's plan. John was right. It was he who needed to be baptized. Jesus did not need a baptism of repentance. He did not need to go down into the water to come out clean. He was already clean. But in order for Jesus to show his commitment to what his father had sent him to do, in order for all righteousness to be fulfilled, he did need to be baptized by John. And John did not need to baptize Jesus But he was obedient to God's plan, even though 
He did not completely understand it. There are times in our lives when we might not need to prove to God what we believe or that we believe in him. But our obedience shows not only him, but the whole world that we will do what his righteousness demands. That we will stand up to the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That we will not be constrained by the values and morals of the world in our culture to fulfill the righteousness. And as Jesus needed John to be able to fill all righteousness, so we need to commit to God's purposes in our lives by being obedient, just as both John and Jesus were obedient to God the Father. As John was a part As John was a part of Jesus' obedience, so we must be a part of what Jesus is doing today. In mission work, we talk about looking for the thumbprint of God, for his fingerprint, to see where he is at work within a culture, and then we join in that work. Last spring, the connection group that we are in, Bill and I are in, we studied Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And you can hear more about this book, Experiencing God, in a conference that will be held here in the New Fellowship Hall at the end of April. In Experiencing God, our connection group learned about joining God where he is already working so that all righteousness might be fulfilled. This has opened new doors and windows of thought as we in our group looked for God at work around us. The rest of this short passage records the Father's response. And what a response that was. Who of us wouldn't have loved to hear similar words from our earthly fathers. When I was um, a child younger in school, and I excitedly would bring home an A, either from a test or a paper or on my report card, my dad's response always was, why isn't it an A+. And even though I knew he loved me, I could never fully get my father's approval. Does that sound familiar to any of you? This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. It seems that God not only wanted the people there and us to know his love and approval for his son, But he wanted Jesus to know how much his father loved him and how pleased he was with him. As I wrote this, I stopped for a little bit and wondered, I'm not sure my kids know how much I love them and how pleased I am with them.
at that moment, Jesus saw the Spirit descending like a dove, not as a dove. It wasn't an actual dove, but like a dove. So then my question was, why did Jesus need the Holy Spirit? Wasn't he already God? After a good bit of research, it was right there in front of me. Israel's kings, priests, prophets, and judges were all anointed with oil. And with that anointing came the power from God to do the work that he had set out before them to do. Baptism was for Jesus his anointing by God the Father for the ministry that lay ahead of him, for his whole life to make atonement for sin. By this empowerment, Jesus committed to do the will of his Father, and God provided him with the power to fulfill it. The King, Jesus, was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the work that Jesus had already committed to do, to deal with what was wrong in the kingdom and to set it right. By being baptized, Jesus identified with the people, with you and me, the sinful ones he came to save. By being obedient to his Father, Jesus submitted to do the will of his Father and became the suffering servant who would die for the sin of the world. Who would die for your sin and for my sin. Who would die for the sin of terrorists, of thieves, and murderers. Once, a very long time ago, I had just put our four-year-old son, Jonathan, to bed. And as I was going down the stairs, his little voice stopped me. Mommy, I'm better than a robber, aren't I? I hesitated and then answered, No, John, you are not better than a robber. But one big difference between you and a robber is that you have Jesus in your heart. In this passage, Matthew is telling us that Jesus submitted to a life of service to do the will of God. And it shows how God showed his pleasure in that he gave the provision of the Holy Spirit for that service. How to apply this to our own lives at times seems like a stretch. We are not told here to go and do likewise. But we can make an application by following Jesus as our primary example of doing the will of God by our obedience to him. When we are baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit and are identified as beloved children of God. We are baptized into Christ Jesus so that God's plan of righteousness may be filled in us and through us by our obedience to him 
and by our love for him. Please pray with me now, quietly in your hearts, inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen.